Hello and welcome to Eavesdropping at the Movies. I'm Mike. And I'm Jose. And we've come back from seeing Rampage. We tried twice to yes. see it. <laughs> uh, the first time the, uh, the screening was really buggered up. It was the same problem that happened at the death of Stalin, but they just were completely unable to fix it. So we, we saw another screening instead, which was at the, um, the, the Limax. Yes. So it was better. It was better. And but nonetheless, it took us an hour and a half to fucking see it. Yeah. So, but we should say how nice the manager of Cineworld was. So, yeah. you know, on the one hand, we arrived at the cinema and the thing was unwatchable. The screen kept pixelating in front of our eyes, right? Like, so, and entire areas of the screen were pixelated and you just couldn't see anything. Yeah, we're just sort of covered in, the, in this red digital... There was something going on. Yeah, it was, it was like, like giant... It was blue and red and rubbish. Giant pixels. But this time, it's happened before, and, you know, they haven't been very helpful. But this time, they tried to fix the problem. They couldn't fix the problem, you know. So at least they upgraded us to, to IMAX and kind of, you know, the manager treated us very well. So Yeah, you, he did. You know. He, also, he uh, replaced my uh, snacks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, you know, a fortune. <laughs> I barely got to eat them. You know, you're waiting for the film to start to eat them, really. And the yeah. film didn't really start. So. Yeah. So anyway, we got to see it. Uh, in 3D IMAX, which, you know, is uh, better. Uh, was better. Uh, though not good enough for me. I really disliked it. The presentation it. or the film? No, the presentation was lovely, actually. Um, you know, it's kind of the film. But first I want to hear all your enthusiasms, because I know I can tell I had how a good you time. enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't have an amazing time, but I had a good time. I think it's a film that's quite honest about what it is. So we'll just say that the Rampage is based on... Or it's, it's a kind of intellectual property that's drawn from a series of video games, apparently, which are a, a series that I wasn't uh, aware of. It's a 1986 arcade game, Rampage. You actually yeah. see it in some shots. You see it's as a you know Easter egg, or whatever. It's in the background. Mm. Um, the actual arcade unit. The video games, apparently, are I, 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 don't, I don't know them. Apparently, they're very very simple. They are some big monsters running around cities, smashing things up. You play the monsters. Right. That's pretty much it. Well, so, that's the film, so, and so. that is the plot of the film. So, um, so Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is uh, a gorilla primatologist. Mm. He hangs around with gorillas and sort of communicates with them, teaches them to sign and stuff. And he's sort of a bit of a conservationist rescue guy. He's an all-round all good bloke. And um, uh, meanwhile, evil people are developing uh, a genetic uh, thing. <laughs> that when released as a gas uh, and inhaled by a chimp, Makes it get very, very big and strong and all the other things and very aggressive. Yeah, they describe, they, they go to some trouble to describe what this genetic mutation is. So basically, kind of, they take genes from various animals and kind of like bring them together, really. Yes. So, you know, it's not just that a gorilla becomes bigger, you know, and more stronger and stronger and so on. It's that they also develop other, other, other powers. Yeah, they can do. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of intentionally vague. It's actually based on uh, a genuine. Um, genetic technology called CRISPR. Mm. It's name checked also all, all over the place in the film, um, and the film actually goes to some effort to say that what CRISPR does in real life is uh, allow you to edit genes mm. one at a time. Yes. And what this particular scientist has done is, is find a way to enable it, that, that to propagate throughout entire an entire organism. Mm. So you can give some CRISPR thing to a chimp, and mm. its whole thing is just now it starts growing. Yes. 
So, you know, actually, I think that there's a certain level of respect for the science there. It's like the film delineates... Oh, please. No, 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 no. It's, all I'm uh, saying is the film delineates this is where the science ends and the stupid begins. Yeah, and there's okay. a lot well, of stupid. There's lots of stupid in this film. Yeah, the absolutely. film is all about stupid. <laughs> but I think, that, I think there's actually a real kind of honesty. Like, I like that... The evil guys, there's two evil guys, there's Melanie Ackerman and her little wimpy sort of brother. Mm. And their whole thing is a very stupid plan about let's uh, <laughs> make these animals massive, draw them to Chicago where we can hopefully kill them and then like sell their stuff. It's really dumb, but I like the fact that there's no like, there's no like, there's no thing of, oh, we believe we're doing the right thing. None well, of that. no. You don't have to sympathize. But actually, but I also thought I hated them. Oh, yeah. And I thought they were really badly played. So, you know, kind of the premise was simple and so on, but it was done without any elegance or wit or, you know, and actually it was such bad performances, really. Like, yeah. You know, it was like, what, however you think of a, a bad movie silent acting, you know, this is worse, really. <laughs> this is just like kind of unbelievably bad. It's rubbish. Uh, so I was bored. Yeah. Um, you know, and I found it stupid, and I found it vulgar, and I found it an indictment of contemporary American culture. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it, but it is characteristic. Okay. I remember seeing Beyonce at the Super Bowl, right? And, you know, you need thousands of dancers, and it was all militaristic, and there was formations and marches, and it was all loud, you know, and, and, and military and explosions. And this reminds me a little bit of that, you know, as a, as a means of talking about something that is indicative of American culture uh, at large, right, which is, you know, you, it, this is a film that completely lacks intelligence and wit, really. You know, to me, the only redeeming value is Dwayne Johnson, and I hope he's, you know, I hope he's getting paid a shitload of, <laughs> of money because he deserves it, you know, because it's the only thing that's kind of warm and charismatic and human in the whole film. Really, I will agree with you on vulgar, for sure. And I think actually it is a problem with the film because this is of these kind of huge, stupid disaster movies. It's being aimed sort of at a slightly younger market. You can tell, right? But it has in it these jokes about teaching the chimp the middle finger, and uh, and there's there's this sex joke at the end where the chimp signs up. It's so crass. That's yeah. There is elements yeah. of real crassness, and actually the fact that they get into a film like this. That's aimed at this market where these kids will see it, you know. Mm. It's um, like they're not bad enough to make it a 15, you know, but then it's also sort of irresponsible, like really, and they're not funny enough. No. Um, I mean, they really, to, you know, to me, it lacked with, I mean, it had a few good moments, like, you know, in a film like this, you know, you, in a way you can't go too far wrong because they always have a few moments, right? Like, mm. they have a few moments of, of, that make you recoil, that, you know, that catch you by surprise. Uh, you know, some of the moments with the woof had that effect on me where it feels like you're being swallowed by the woof, right? And I, I did recoil, you know. You jumped it, an awful lot. The film was working on you at points. And yeah, I, but I, not I, in ways I liked. Really? Yeah. I think it, I think there was... I was bored. So. I, know you, I know you're bored, and I was bored as well, but I still think that there were moments in the action where you really got a good quality jumps I think well I certainly jumped I, I don't know about the quality <laughs> I mean I, I would say there were definitely moments of real threat um, I'm thinking particularly when the rock is being backed into a sort of corner and the giant crocodile thing is snapping at him and he's mm. inches away there's real threat there yeah yeah, yeah there are no, there is. it does work on that way I will agree and there were also a few moments that were funny you know yeah. with 
um, but you know they involved eating people and you know watching <laughs> watching animals do things that you don't expect them to do you know uh, so there, there were moments of visual wit um, so you know so those things I enjoyed but I, I actually I don't know if I'm getting old or if it's a problem with me or if I've seen too many of these films bef- you know before but what what people think about Marvel films which is that they're dumb and you know, artless and so on. I think it's true of this film. Really. Much truer of this film than it is of those films. Well, I mean, those films can be great. I'm a fan of those films. You know, but but I think this is really crass. And there's something that I really um, found unappetizing about it. Right? Like, mm. so for example, you can't. The, the, these are filmmakers that lack the skill to kind of create tension out of the value of one human life, right? So they kill thousands and thousands and entire cities and rampages and, you know, and I kind of, you know, at a certain level, it just kind of stops working on me, right? Like, so you've got to put all of Chicago under threat. You've got to destroy Chicago, right? And you know when the crocodile monster was mm. going up that building and you know and then the building comes down yeah. in a way like the twin towers right mm. you know and you think like do you really have to go this far to kind of create tension and suspense in the meantime people are dying left right and center right and then they try to compensate for that at the end with this absolutely icky moment of a mother embracing her child there have been no mothers and no childs in the film up to this point right it's just been like People getting killed, like, you know, anonymous people getting killed left and right. I just kind of thought it was like, ugh. I've got to say that I disagree with you on the on the um, the people getting killed en masse. I don't think... Uh, it's clear that, that Chicago, these, these animals are heading towards Chicago. And up until it, they kind of get to the city, um, the few people that you've seen killed have been kind of hostile to the creatures. Like, they've been yeah, the, yeah. the army guys trying to take it down or whatever. So really we're talking about when it actually gets to the city, you're talking about killing innocents. Yes. I don't think the film does an awful lot. I mean, not in the way that actually those really big superhero movies have done in the past. Like, when the Avengers, uh, you know, kind of everyone congregated in New York and, and the aliens were coming in, and then they did the same thing in the first Batman movie. Uh, uh, no, sorry, Superman, Man of Steel. Mm. The same thing happened where they just levelled a city. And it was after that, in about, that would have been 2011, 2012, that people started going, this is really fucked up. And then the films themselves started sort of going, okay, we're going we're gonna to try negotiating this level of destruction well, you are ourselves. you are speaking about the crassest of those films of course I am yeah but I think that those are the, those are the key examples and mm. where this kind of where people really start to think about this level of destruction mm. um, I think actually rampage clearly has the level of destruction has the level of kind of buildings coming down and stuff but I, but I don't think it does anything about luxuriating or even really uh, showing people dying very much it does a little bit the wolf was chewing on the people in the bus. Yeah, the wolf was chewing on people in the bus, but he didn't see it. He had his head in the bus like, yeah. it, was, like it was a crisp packet or something. <laughs> I, mean, was, no, I think it was supposed to be sort of a joke, right? I think the film, I think the film uh, understands its own level of absurdity to a point. I think that's true. Um, and, I, and I think that I didn't get the impression that the film was depicting people dying en masse, really. I didn't think that... Well, you know, um, I, I think it barely showed it, and if it did, it certainly didn't really look. Okay, let, let's let's be clear in a way because I know what you're saying, 
you know, and I agree. I mean, it didn't just, you know, pick up a random child and, like, snap it in half or something. Yeah. You know, but you get... You, the film is making you feel that there are thousands and millions of people kind of dying at this moment, right? Like, it's stepping over cars and bridges. Mm. It's destroying buildings. There must, you know, there must have been... There must be people in there, I agree. Thousands of people in the building. But the main so, focus is... What and you don't saying care. Is about the evacuation. The most, the most you see of the people is them getting evacuated. I know, but boats. actually, the evacuation is not even part of the narrative of the film. Well, it is. I mean, well, well no, no, no not, not the narrative, but they, they that, mention it and they show it and they show much more no, people. No, they only show the protagonist trying to escape. They don't show anything about evacuating people. They do. They show boats on the river. As they're, as they're talking about evacuating Chicago, we've actually got to evacuate, and they realise they have to, you see these huge orange boats full of people getting out. Mm. The, the most you see of the general public in this film is of them escaping. Or them trying to escape, but there's, there's, evacuating people is really not part of the narrative. And in fact, well, it is a little bit part of the narrative. So, you know, the, the, the general who's uh, coordinating the operation refuses to do it at the beginning and then, yeah. you know, has to do it at the end. But actually, you're not involved in any of that. You're involved with the Dwayne Johnson no, character. With, you know, so, so to me, that all speaks like a disregard for, you know, for life, for an entire city, really. You know, um, and, I, mm-hmm. and anyway, and I didn't like it, you know. Uh, um, it's kind of... It's, well, I mean, it's I, all this wanton destruction and actually with very little emotional resonance and with very little excitement. You know? Very little emotional resonance, absolutely. Um, I think there was a certain amount of excitement. Like uh, there were actually, um, you know, some of the some of the ways that the creatures kind of attack the buildings and climbed within them. You think, you're particularly thinking of that bit where the crocodile kind of climbs out of the side and then climbs up the side, and mm. and then the camera sort of zooms out and reframes. There's actually some. I don't want to go overboard on the visual quality of the film because there isn't very much, but there are moments where it looks, for want of a better word, cool. Like, like 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 enjoyable to watch certain things and and I think the fact that I didn't really feel that people were under threat and that and the film was being wanton towards human life was actually part of that well okay so uh, let me reframe because I you know I largely agree with what you're saying except that you know I'd be like completely bored and going ugh 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 mm. ugh ugh at cinema and then there'd be like some clever thing with a crocodile eye popping out of one floor of the building or something you go oh that, that is cool right? Right. Like, uh, that's it yeah but it was in the midst of all this ugh ugh sure. ugh, ugh I there's, there's not very <laughs> much imagination but there, but there are actually quite a few moments um, um, I, I do like particularly that shot you're talking about where he's running across the building's on its side, so he's running over windows. Yes. And the crocodile's beneath the windows looking up at him. Yes. Again, quite threatening, you know? Yes. Um, so, um, so anyway, and I hated all the characters. <laughs> I hated the interplay at the zoo. It was just such a cliche. Dwayne with his dweeb assistant and then the nerd assistant and then the one who's scared. And, mm. you know, um, so I kind of... I, and, I, and I thought none of them were very good. So I thought as performances... None of them were good, and none of them were clever, none of them were funny. Like, the only one who seemed natural in all of this, and really, it is kind of... The Rock. You know, is The Rock, you know, who, uh, whom I don't like, you know. Oh, I like him very much. He, he absolutely suits this sort of film. Well, he definitely suits this kind, of, this, this kind of film, and he's very charismatic in it, and very relaxed in it, right? You know, so... Um, but of all these roles in which he's played essentially the same character, this is actually the worst. Like his character in this is the least interesting or likable. I mean, it's not. It's not. That he's not likable, but it's it's so lazy the way it's put together. 
Yes, there's no. I haven't seen San Andreas. San Andreas was also directed by By the director of this film, and I saw that, and I quite liked that. I don't remember again very much about it, and it was mostly about the spectacle. Mm. But um, I remember quite enjoying it. I I don't remember very much else. And again, it would be be wrong to say that I didn't enjoy this, but I was absolutely aware of its flaws and of the laziness of certain aspects Mm. of it. I did like the fact that, um, as I was saying to you, that they're actually, despite the fact it's kind of uh, quite by the numbers in so many ways. It actually sort of is aware enough to, I think, deliberately start things and actually not follow through with them. Uh, so, for instance, those characters that you're talking about, his 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 gang at the zoo, you think that they're going to be sort of the gang that goes back. through, and they just don't. They just they, they just they just go right. No, quite like that because they were rubbish. Yes. And I also like that the um that there's a team of sort of Navy SEALs or special ops or whatever who go into a forest to try and take this wolf down somewhere else, and um. And they all die except for the leader. The leader's played by Joe Manganiello. Manganiello, yeah. He, he's the leader of these seals, let's say, um, and he's the last one surviving. So you think, all right, he's gonna sort of, he's gonna join uh, uh, the Rock and his new friend, the scientist. But but he just doesn't. He just dies again. That's sort of like you. I think that is starting a trope, especially because it's played by a name actor. I know. It's starting well, something that it goes. His, oh, we're not gonna do that. His career must be in a very Poor place. Well, I don't know. To take a role like that. I, I didn't <laughs> like that. Um, I didn't like that. The, the so the the rock teams up with this woman who is this scientist who has a kind of backstory or whatever, and um, who is Naomi Harris. Yes, Naomi Harris. Um, and right at the end, when the day has been saved and and it's all fine, the chimp who is the the, the chimp is uh, the rock's friend, uh, sort of signs to him. You know, are you to an item? He does it more vulgarly than that, but that's what he's saying. And and so the the film kind of comes up with this thing of like yeah we're sort of we're, we're friends are we in this sort of flirty way which would be fine if there had been any, any. of that before <laughs> before that and actually I did quite like the fact that before that they weren't flirting they were just fighting the thing and trying to win I quite but then it's like well, so why bring this in at the end it makes no sense you haven't set this up no, very stupid it's really stupid um, but those last couple of minutes are rubbish I mean I've got to give you that Jesus and and actually I thought uh, Naomi Harris whom I love. You know, uh, um, I, I loved her in the Bond films. Is very badly um, looked after in this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, her her hair and her makeup are terrible. You know, nobody's been paying attention to her as a you know as a performer. Really? Yes. Is that not your feeling? Um, well, I mean, I didn't. didn't really, <laughs> it didn't occur to me. I, I, I mean. Why? Why? Why are you picking up on her particularly, and not, for instance, another character, maybe Jeffrey Dean Morgan or The Rock? Why not? Why not their appearances? Hmm? Well, because you know she's a girl and she's meant to be a love interest, and you know usually these—I mean, these things are important in this kind of film. And I also wondered, you know, if there wasn't like a kind of um, how to put it. I, I don't want to say that it's racist. But there's a kind of an uncertainty around the whole thing. So, for example, you know, it's hard to imagine like uh, a film of this kind with Harrison Ford or wherever, where actually that scientist wouldn't be a proper love interest, really. You know, uh, um, or, you know, kind of think of like the Bond films or think of other kind of action films like that. You know, she's she's the central female figure aside from the villainous. And you'd think that they pay attention to how she looks. Right, and I think there's very little attention that's been paid to how she looks in this film. 
Okay, I mean, I, I don't know that I agree just because I don't really know that I agree with the, the premise really of what you're saying as opposed to the substance. I mean, um, the, I don't think there's a racism issue about kind of the way she's been looked after on or the way that she's a love interest or not. Like I say, I liked the fact that she wasn't a love interest until the film tried to shoehorn it in right at the end. Yes. You know, I like the fact that she was just a character. She had her own motivations and reasons for wanting to do it. Uh, for wanting to fight or whatever but there was no thing of like oh and while we're in a helicopter on our way to Chicago let's just flirt you know there was none of that there was none I of like that I like that uh, um, well I, I, um, the fact that you know I'm not sure I like it because then you know they put it in at the end so right you know so it means that it's really underdeveloped unthought through and it makes you think of why but I, th- uh, but I think what it's, it's laziness it's not I think there's a lot of lazy writing well they, there are a lot of things where they're, they're, they try and do these funny lines like um uh, when you've got the three monsters all fighting towards the end and you've got the rock in the middle of it, um, uh, he manages to f- get the wolf to run away and then the wolf sprouts wings and flies back. And and that leads to this hilarious line where the rock says, of course the wolf flies. Like, that's not a funny line, right? It's not a quip. Mm. But that's sort of what it's being sold to you as. There's a bit where Jeffrey Dean Morgan's uh, cowboy cop character... Um, uh, he gets the laptop off the weed, n- off the well. nerdy brother, and the nerdy brother runs away, and is immediately crushed by yes. by some great big boulder. Um, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan says, "Ooh, that's a lot. That is a lot. That's not. Is that a that, what? Yes, <laughs> that's not no quick. funny. So yeah. it's lazy yes. and unimaginative. As opposed, I don't think there's no no a so, charge of uh, no. And I'm I I'm, I almost don't want to level it, but I think for example. You know, that there are so... Okay, women in these types of films are just a function anyway, really. Like, very few of them get to play a character, Mm -hmm. right? You know, so kind of... I mean, their main thing is really to do action and look beautiful and, you know, and so on. So, So it just bothers me somehow that you have this lovely black actress and that she's not being attended to in the way, you know, that uh, the female heroines in this type of film normally are. You know, that they look good is a given, right? And I actually think she wasn't lit properly. Her hair wasn't taken care of properly. She wasn't made up properly. She didn't look as good as, you know, Naomi Harris has looked in a lot of other films and that bothered me that would be i'd be certainly interested to uh, open that up to to see what other people think about that because that's that tends to be the kind of thing that i don't um i, I don't want to sound like oh i'm so progressive i don't even think about this sort of thing like but I, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what i'm trying to say it's, it's just the kind of thing that like i'm not even sort of trained to really think about. i don't think about i i don't maybe there is something that i really need to learn to think about in that respect because it is a kind of it is historically sort of important the way women are portrayed and the way that they're made up more so than men or in a different way think than of think of the second um mission impossible film with john, the john woo one yeah the john woo one with tom cruise and sandy newton and think right. of how gorgeous sandy newton looks and you know yeah like how she's beautifully lit and she wears gorgeous clothes and her hair i mean mind you it is meant, she's meant to be like a cool spy and so on <laughs> But nonetheless, yeah. you know, in this type of movie, those things are important. And I know she's meant to be a doctor and so on, right? But, like, I, you know, I, I kind I, of... I can see what you mean, um, although I don't particularly remember Tandy. I don't remember Mission Impossible 2 particularly, but I can see what you're guessing at. I think um, uh, I think what it comes down to this is laziness, and it's just not the focus. And um, I, I, I think that's what it is. It's laziness. Yes. It's a lazy yeah. film. It's a lazy, crass, vulgar film. Yeah. 
You I know. do like the fact that the military doesn't save the day. Uh, I think that you, there's this constant thing of how the military are going to send in bombs, that are going to send in the Moab, the mother of all bombs. And but this is a film in which there's been no thought given to anything. Sure. You know, because on the one hand, it condemns science, it condemns big business, it condemns the military. What is it for? You know? Abs. <laughs> With not even abs? <laughs> no. I think there are, there are three, for me... There are three major problems that this film has. One of them is that The Rock doesn't get his top off. And I know you said... Does he usually in films? Because I don't follow him. I don't think he does. But he should. Well, why should he? Because he's 200 pound big man. Who wants to see that? Everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. You should see him on Instagram. um, So so there's that. There's also um, the fact that they don't give The Rock the, the, the serum and make him... You know, eighty foot tall. That would I was hoping that they. That's would do what that. I want to see, right? Have you seen Honey I Blew Up the Kid? Yes. The the one where the baby becomes eighty foot tall and runs through Vegas. Yes. Imagine, you know, I mean, that was a great. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great film. So imagine, yeah. you know, you've got they said the only way we can save we can, the only way we can save Chicago is if we inflate the rock even more than he already so is. So he steps on people on his way to kill the wolf. Yeah, no, he'd be careful. He's a lovely man. He's friendly. And I can't remember what the other problem was, but it's along those lines. Anyway, it was... <laughs> That's, uh, but that would be a different film. But it would I mean, be more I think for me, what was interesting was just, you know... So I really was bored. Yeah. And then I would have all these jolts, right? And you think, well, how could you be bored and have all these jolts and be jolted in that way, right? And that's kind of what's interesting to me. Like, I, I haven't thought it through. I'm not sure. Because those jolts <clears throat> did work. You know, but how could that be accompanied by so much boredom? It's, you know, it's kind of, it's like an interesting thing. Maybe it's just like, you know, the film is a jolt machine and at a certain point you're just bored of being jolted, really. Like, I'm wary of describing it as that just because uh, there are films that really are, like, we're thinking about horror films when it comes to sort of jolts. And um, I really take offence to sort of jump scares for their own sake or when it seems like the film can't do anything else which is what you get in quite a few horror films and, and I, that that always to me feels like I'm I'm sort of being punished or or being sort of sort of browbeaten yes. into a feeling of fear and I don't think that's what this film does no it doesn't but there are there are clear you know like so for example the moment where they eat that soldier mm. you know with the way you 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 know, you do get jolted out of your seat, but then it's accompanied by boredom. So, you know, I know what you mean about the horror films, and this is quite different, but it does feel like it's mechanical and unimaginative, you know, and it's got these, these almost like these formula that worked, like they knew that that would jolt you, right? So that was a good idea. It achieved this intended effect, you know, but then kind of the rest just bored you. Like I, I Yeah, it comes down to character and the lack of any interesting characters and really the plot is the simplest you've ever seen yes. it's you know it, it is the animals become big because the space experiment went wrong and they become mutants yeah they come they become big they become mutants they become very very angry they run into a city and yeah. then they're stopped and it is the simplest thing you've ever seen yes god knows why they needed to base it on a video game you need to base it on anything you can come up with that on the back of a poster <laughs> you know? so um i, I think that that's where Big hits. Oh, sure. But having said that, I mean, I think there is actually, there's clearly a way of doing a film like this really, really well. 
You know, if you get a, a decent action director with a bit of a sense of humour and some self-awareness, like that's all this film needs, right? Yeah. And, and I think the moments where it demonstrates self-awareness are some of the best, mm. where it demonstrates that it just knows it's silly. It yeah. doesn't do that enough. No. I'm not saying it should be a knockabout comedy, but well, I would have liked to uh, knock I wouldn't have minded yeah. that. <laughs> but I would have liked more moments where you, where you kind of felt like the film really knew how silly it was being. Yes. I mean, I do think that this is what people who don't like the big summer blockbuster films accuse them all of being. And mm. actually, to me, usually they're not. But this one really is. Yeah. This, well, this one is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not very good, unfortunately. Which is a shame, because it, 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 squanders some, it squanders quite a fun idea, essentially. Um, it squanders uh, a very fun star, who I quite like, whether, mm. whether you do or not. I think he's, there, there's, a, there's he's, a suitability of the rock to this He's the best material. thing in it, really. Yeah, uh. and there's a suitability of the rock to this type of material. Yes. Um, and, you know, so it's... it's um, I can't be too disappointed in it because I don't really know what I expected, but it does feel a little bit squandered, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's leave it here. We're eavesdropping at the movies. We're on uh, Twitter at eavesdrop movies. We're on Facebook eavesdropping at the movies. Uh, eavesdropping at the movies com. We can see all the episodes. Um, and also we're on iTunes and SoundCloud, where so you can yes. listen listen to us. And you can catch up. So. Um, you know, if you if you've missed some of these movies, but you've seen them on 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 DVD or on Netflix, you can kind yeah. Of all the episodes are still there. Eavesdrop <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> yeah, we we started we started the podcast back in August um, two thousand and seventeen. So th- there's a few to catch up there's on. A backlog. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, we've got a body much. of work. A body of work. <laughs> 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 All right, let's end it here. Ah, see you later. Uh, We do have an elf. Elf.